<laughs> welcome, welcome, everybody. I am with my dear friend, Keith Mitchell. And we were just talking about something extraordinary, and that's about being a student and being humbled by change and relearning. And Keith, what did you, 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 you wanted to, you know, kind of pour into that a little bit. What do you, what was coming up for you as we were talking about just being a professional at something and relearning and just adapting to life? Well, when you take in consideration the practices like meditation, yoga, um, I look at them and I teach them as, as a practice of mastery. And, and so knowing a little bit about something that you do on a consistent basis, like when you take in consideration all the things that we do, things we desire to do, want to do, like to do, uh, what do we know about them? And so when you talk about levels of ability to grow, well, we're going to be very limited because we haven't even taken consideration of what it is we're doing and how to really learn about it. We've been told and we run these scripts of what we've been told, what we see on TV, but we really never like dove into the fundamentals of what it is I want to do. And it's perfection. You mentioned what you're learning from the standpoint of uh, developing your podcast, which congratulations on that. And these are just fundamentals that remind us in a sense of uh, learning and being open. And you mentioned humble. Uh, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It is. It is. And it, it, it's, it's this like little reminder to stay open to change and not be fully uh, needing to invest in one way of being or one framework. And it, it allows you to see the world differently, knowing that, okay, I thought that I could only be doing this and only see my life going one way. And then life says, well, what about this way? And it's like, okay, okay, never thought of that. And I think that that um, that is very, it's unknown, it's scary for people, uh, but it's such a beautiful space because that's where all the newness happens. That's where all the exploration, the, 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 uh, the finding yourself, right? I was just talking to someone last night about this. Like we go through life with these jackets on of, of religion, of, of family, of community, of creed, of all these jackets, right? Imagine putting on these jackets of, you know, all these, these layers. And our job is to uh, walk walk in life but taking them off so we can see who we really are versus who we were told to believe and so walking in the framework of okay this is what this is why i did this and i walked this way because i was told this now being open enough to receive this newness now i can take all this old stuff off but and then walk into that but if i'm still carrying all these old identities these these jackets i don't even have access to that it's because it's so heavy People are tired and, and bogged down because of wearing these ideals that are not even fitting and doesn't allow them to go to the next stage in their lives. Yeah, and if I just for people who are listening to ground information to make it more tangible, you know, talking to a stranger, learning how to how to have <laughs> conversations, how to breathe yeah. in the midst of your conversations when you find yourself getting emotional, how to slow down your heart rate uh, to 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 balance your emotions to stay open. Uh, simplicity, uh, how to eat, why do I eat? <laughs> you know, what my purpose is for eating, uh, training. Uh, and when you begin to realize and why, you know, when you take into consideration our whole uh, institution of education, of, of how we know it, is uh, we go and find that one thing that we're supposed to be good at and we focus on that and we develop that. But then the rest of our life kind of is on the decline. Um, right. 
which right. was so interesting with football, what I learned in football, every phase of the game from the warm up to even uh, the pre-meal, everything is practice. Mm. Everything is practice. And not only is it practice one time, that one year, each year we come back to it, we do it all over again. Practice, the fundamentals. And I feel really in the, uh, the, the makeup of the human in this dynamic, in this diaspora, we don't have that fundamental. We don't ever, I feel consciousness is right surpasses man and woman. And when we come into this understanding, you can call it enlightenment, but it's really just understanding of what it is I'm here to do, what it is I'm, I've experienced, how can I calculate and reflect on what I've experienced to allow me to navigate in a way that I can get the better aspect or the winning aspect, I like to call it and consider it, uh, of what I want. How can I win? Yeah, yeah, I love that. Speaking mm -hmm. of winning, when you were in the NFL, I think it was in Pro Bowl, was it 10 years? Eight, eight years, 10 years? Well, yeah, eight years, eight years. Yes. So when you were playing, there was three teams, I think it was the Saints, uh, Texans, and uh, uh, the Jaguars. Jag the Jaguars, yeah. Yeah. Was it was it learning new? Was did you did you did you see humans behave the same regardless of what team you're on? Like the same type of mentality as as okay, here's what it takes to succeed regardless if I'm playing for the Jaguars, the Texans, or like these are foundational principles to just winning. Yeah, you know what limits a team and its ability to win or or lose because winning is such a challenge. Uh, just like in anything in life, it's it's it's, it's a challenge to win. Uh, so it, it, it takes a clear communication. It, it takes a, a, a new culture. Culture is what the definition I consider culture is what you do. And so from that, what I do, is it constructive or destructive? Uh, and so in all facets of our life, even as I look at uh, the completeness of, uh, and I know I'm going on a tangent, but the, on the completeness of love, well, you know, love may not be attainable for us at, at, in, in this part of our, our venture of life. Yeah. However, but if I can uh, create a concept of allowing everything I do or majority of the things that I do be more constructive to my uh, development or my insight or my growth and development of my being, well, then mm -hmm. that can take me to uh, the opportunity to love myself. You know, love okay. is a complete concept. And it's like, it's, I feel in some cases we have to give ourselves some low-hanging fruit to attain, you know, and it's just like when I take people off of uh, uh, or considering their their changing of diet to not eat meat. Okay, if you eat meat uh, four times a day, we'll try two times a day or try one yeah, or two times every three days. Like give yourself an opportunity to to grasp the winning opportunity. And so just when I develop on that, now yeah. it's more tangible. And, and no. to, to speak more into what you're saying, Keith, it's just it goes back to what you just said about creating a culture. And it's the same way with, with, with me, with me, when I speak about eating vegan to people, I'm like, I didn't just start just like uh, like overnight. I started replacing certain things of uh, beef with turkey, quinoa for rice. Like I didn't just like, oh, all of a sudden, like, voila, like, no, wait, it went from white rice to brown rice, brown rice to quinoa. Like it was a um, uh, an emancipation was a process. Right. And um, I was going right into that. You had the privilege and the honor of staying with Dr. Sabi for some months. And I want you to speak to maybe what some things that, that you learned, foundational principles that, that helped 
you see your health and your nutrition from a, a, a sort of a science more so than a, an obligation? Well, the first thing, my my real epiphany with uh, learning from a teacher like a Dr. Sebi, that is, it was a black man. I mean, count the black teachers that are men that you've had in your life. And we haven't had, we've had preachers who taught and read this biblical text that, you know, we get into the esoteric talk. It can take, so, take us so far from where we are on this plane. So it's like, it doesn't have a quantitative, like, you don't have a, a quantitative understanding of these things. So Dr. Sabi was someone who was a black man who could talk to me about something tangible, my health. And that was the, really the first time I've ever experienced that. Uh, and then I had a, a teacher who was a black man who held the masculinity. I mean, these dynamics, we don't, we don't really consider it, but when we're in this space, these are healing elements because we've craved this, but we haven't had this. We've been malnourished of this, you know, and even having a father growing up, you know, my parents have been married uh, 48 years. Uh, but the fact of the matter is the man developing himself to know how to integrate this healing opportunity as he's here with you. Uh, yes. yes, of course. You know, it's all learning. And so, and, and so in seeing these things, you're like, wow. You know, these epiphanies are going off. And, and when these things begin to go off, what you realize is that begins to be the palette that's developed that opens you up to be willing to learn. Mm -hmm. oh, you, you brought your mother and your father. How influential, how special of a role did your mother play in your life? And, and how, in, in what ways did you, you feel like she influenced you to, to, to be the man you are today? Well, you know, it's it's trial and error, man. You know, the thing is that uh, I love my parents and we've cultivated and developed a relationship, uh, but I had no clue. Uh, I think in this, uh, you know, going back to the burden that I feel uh, particular black men carry is uh, we, in the dynamic of, of our upbringing, someone plays the villain, someone plays the good guy. And so in looking at the father, because the father is typically the one who doesn't speak the most, he's the yeah. more the disciplinarian. Uh, and then the mother is the one who says, oh, baby's going to be okay. Now we begin to villainize that father because yeah. he, he, he has wow. the discipline, but he doesn't come and say why. And that's never really even taught. So, so all we're like in a position like, do my father even love me? You know? So that I, disconnect. I, 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 Go ahead. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I asked myself that a lot. I was like, if you love me, why would you do that to me? Like, in my mind, like, even as a child, like, I didn't understand. I'm like, when you love me, why would you do that? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so that child growing up with a limited consciousness of man-woman dynamics, right, grows up with the mindset that he has to save his mother. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? And it also creates what you'll find is... Um, you know, there's a term called misandry, which is the which the opposition of misogyny. Is like is that like the hero, uh, the hero, uh, the thing where you feel like you need to be the hero in people's lives? Uh... So misogyny is the hatred of women, and mis misandry is the hatred of men. Ah, misandry. Okay, 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 okay. And so what I'm trying to get at is when when this child is developing under this psychosis, 
this understanding of saving his mother and the, and the father's the bad guy. Now his yeah. approach to men throughout his whole life is that they're the opposition. Yes, gotcha. You see? Yeah. They're not only the opposition, they're the, it's going to create, a, a, a in some cases, a trauma, a PTSD. So when you're in that space with them, it's always a competitiveness. It's always a battle. It's, it's never fear. like a fear dynamic. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily fear. It's going deeper than fear because fear, your life is not necessarily in jeopardy, but it's the fact of the matter that there's a confrontation that potentially gotcha. is right here. You know, gotcha. and it's gotcha. our ability gotcha. to shut down, not take this information this person wants to say, want to engage yeah. with them and be yeah. kind with them. It's like, it's just a basic battle that happens. It's a, it's yeah. a I yeah. see that person through a completely different lens than what I should. It's like, I shouldn't partner with you. I should actually keep you away at a distance and not having that healthy relationship says, okay, men, uh, people that look like you, i.e. men, I need to have a healthy boundary because I don't know what you might do. And that's the opposite. Exactly. Yeah, because then men can't come together and have healthy conversations yes. because of yes. fear or really yes. like all these uh, preconceived notions that we built up, like you said, goes back to I look at you a certain way, so that way I won't even open up to you, and then that creates a, a, a standoffish dynamic, yeah. Yes, and that yeah. comes through the learning of a child in these predicaments that he's put in, uh, not knowing. And it's never being told, it's never uh, an educational piece. We begin to uh, identify with ideas that we have and it has no substantial basis, no premise. And we yeah. hold on to these truths and we live our life as adult men with these same truths, never uh, detoxifying those things. That's why what you find with nutrition, detoxification is a lot of our thoughts. A lot of our, our emotions are, are really with the dis-ease that happens in the body comes from our thinking, the way we think. Releasing the toxic think, the toxic thoughts, which cause the toxic thinking. And yeah, and then it's fine. This, this is why I'm an advocate of, of, of when you talk about the, the old, the Eastern terminology of no mind, uh, it's a process to get to no mind. Yes. It's a process to get to eliminate thinking. If, it's like fear. If fear has been part of my life for 40 some odd years, well, fear ain't gonna really ever go away. So what happens is I have to redefine my relationship with this concept of fear. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to thinking, it's not that I run away from thinking or shut my mind from thinking. I must master my thoughts. So when I master my thoughts, then there's no mind because right. now I'm in flow. Yes, 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 yes. Different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, getting people to that process is the journey, you know, walking people back home. A friend of mine said that the other day, like, I think we're all just doing that. Um, what got you on your spiritual path? Like, how did you go from NFL pro um, to walking, you know, from catching, you know, catching balls and now catching, you know, the spirit of enlightenment, <laughs> like completely, what, where, where do you, where, where, where do you think the shift happened? And like, yeah. Well, because I was on the defensive side of the ball, I was more or less not necessarily, uh, catching. I was more or less knocking people out. That was my job. Um, I, I grew up, uh, in a very strict household. My father was a very military preacher. Uh, so I grew up with that mentality. And so I was raised perfect to be uh, in, in, a, in an element such as uh, football. Uh, yeah. You know, but to be honest, also, uh, socially speaking, I feel we gravitate to things that we feel 
uh, that are, again, the low-hanging fruit that makes us feel substantial, makes us feel uh, we, we crave to, to have attention. We crave to be loved and looked at in admiration, I feel. And this is what, we, this is what uh, uh, prompts us to do things. It's not good or bad. It's just, again, in the mastery of, of, of ourselves, we must just identify the moves we are looking to make and why we're looking to make them. And so in that case, not knowing and, and growing into the shoes of knowing, uh, I chose football because, you know, girls like athletes. I chose football because yeah. uh, you have a teammate setting. So I had friends, you know, yeah. and then when I began to be really good at, I was celebrated for it. And so, yeah, naturally, just like the mother raising the son, like, oh, when he's when he's helping uh, you know, do the, the laundry. She's celebrating him. Oh, good job. You can do it. Look at you. I'm so proud of you. That whole yeah. thing begins to compound and build because that's how we were raised. That's how men are raised in this case like that. Yes. And so I became really good at what I was doing. And so uh, through my, my journey of, of attainment through, through sports, uh, you know, the, the body is, is only, uh, is, 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 the bones I have are no different. They're not Superman bones. You know, the body can well, only take so much tell the fun. kids that are coming to see you that, Keith, they don't think that. <laughs> yeah. The kids that, the kids that watch NFL players, I, I remember going to see my cousin, uh, Tony Brown. So me and you have such a similar background. I grew up in a football family. My cousin, Tony Brown, played for the Houston Oilers and the New Orleans Saints. And so I used to go and watch Warren Moon uh, for practices. I, they used to let us come in watch. And so for us, we thought you guys were Superman. Like, and so I got into football. I'm like, okay, I'm going to the NFL too. Like, I'm literally, okay. You know, I'm like you. I got my whole identity from being a football player. Like, I, like you said, it was the girls, the attention, how teachers like, oh, you're, aren't you, aren't you a football player? And I'm like, oh God. Like, you, you know, just the admiration and the, the, you know, the kudos you get from being in sports. And like you said, you do, you do have an identity kind of wrapped in that. So please continue, but we do look, we did look at y'all like super. <laughs> yeah, well, to, and to balance the conversation to the women out here, there's no big boned people either. So, so just bringing it back to a collective across the board, we're dealing with the same bones throughout our universal. So now my body says, hey, I can only take so much punishment in this existence, in this body, as you've taken care of it thus far. And so my body, uh, my first season in Jacksonville, uh, eighth season, uh, went to take a hit or make a hit. And I ended up on my back and my body wouldn't move. I was diagnosed with a spinal contusion. I suffered paralysis for about a month. And uh, I had no support from the NFL. I had, I had to figure it out myself. You know, uh, and not that I was even looking for support, but, you know, the thing is, it like, it's like, it's like, if you had blindfolders on and you're just kind of reaching in the dark for like what it is I need to uh, be well without, you know, the, the, the traditional route. And the reason why I didn't go to the traditional route and, and immediately is because I had experiences with them. They wanted to uh, cut on me for a hernia that I didn't have a hernia. I had a pull groin. I'm like, what? You know, so I'm like, and even with my neck, you know, with breaking my neck, they were like, well, this is experimentation. I didn't want to be experimented on. <laughs> I'm not a lab rat. I, I will actually no. Yeah, I get that. I'm sitting here getting emotional um, because uh, Keith, I would have been so angry, and for I would have been so angry because I'm like I'm giving you guys my life, and what do you mean? <laughs> like what? Like, and so for you to be able to like walk through that with grace, like wow, like 
Yeah. Wow. Well, it wasn't grace initially. I, I've learned <laughs> to be at grace because when I have the chaos within me, I'm carrying that burden and I don't want that burden. My mm -hmm. goal is to just, as it is now, to this day even, to continue to go and make strides in a more constructive way, you know? Yeah. And, and, and those things that have happened to, I can't relive that. Um, right. I can't redo that. And yeah. I can't dwell on that. I have, I have the life that I have before me and I want yeah. to enjoy that peacefully. And so that's, <laughs> I've worked through that process. This is why it's always all learning. So, um, yeah. But in that journey, it was it was challenging. It was difficult. I, I didn't know if I was going to make it. I mean, it was, you talk about suicide. You talk about all the things that you could think about uh, in the in the mind. I, I went through it for years. And, and however, the, the things that I gravitated to, luckily, I don't even say luckily, uh, intentionally, uh, were things to save my life, whether it be the people that I would bring into my circle or the teachers that I would search all over the world, like from Leila Africa, Dr. Sebi, to Dick Gregory, to the best yoga teachers around, to, to, the, to the ashrams in India and Nepal, uh, to studying the somatic healing, NLP for eight, nine years, uh, to, to, to take all the yoga certification, meditation certifications for, for so many years. It was to save my soul, save myself. You know, and my question, did you know such a great, like, oh, just absorb that for a second. Did you know that you were doing that while you were doing it? Or did you realize it after it was happening? Because for me, I, I thought I was doing it just for myself, but I realized it was so much bigger than, than what I thought. I thought I was just getting information. Yeah, I thought I was getting information. I didn't think it was going to, like, change me like that i thought i would just oh i'm just gonna research yeah I, I think simultaneously it was happening because um you know we're we're going through the process but at the same time we're integrated in the process so i have been conversations with people constantly whether it be my mother uh family members friends yeah. and so i'm integrated into it simultaneously and as i'm learning stuff about myself i'm like oh that sounds like what i just experienced Maybe not going into that detail, but I'm giving the the potential solutions of what I did, and maybe they can consider it or or implement it in their own way. So it was kind of I was seeing that just flow through me. I mean, people call it a channel, people call it a a, a vessel, and this right. is what how that makes sense to be the vessel that it just travels the information travels through you to the next person. I think it was more or less like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's exactly, I, I resonate with that so much. I, I think that it's not something that I necessarily understand. It's something that I've come to evolve in. Yes. Yeah. Evolve to. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. I wanted to, to ask you, what do you, what do you feel like your, your message now is to the world as you tap into these different healing modalities, as you have, you know, like you said, you, you have the, the certification, you have the teachings for food with Dr. Sabi. What do you think now you get to do with with this? And, and what, are, what are your plans now, seeing that, you know, you have all this foundational principles? Well, you know, what's interesting is, um, you know, instead of saying you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And so what you find is when people identify you, it's like, the ability to grow from their identity of you is is like gravity. You know, you're going against uh, 
a whole different fundamental that we had never really been measured. And so yeah. when they see you as a football player, this is what they kind of like, this is all you can do in their mind. Oh, Lord, yeah. yeah. And, huh. and so we're breaking those neural nets of people when I'm engaging with them. In a lot of cases, uh, you know, it's even a celebrityism in some cases. Uh, and, and so it's just coming to, to, to take all those layers away and to realize the information that I want to share with you. The reasons not, I would want not, to share. And not in the frame that you see me through the frame in which I'm presenting the information. Yes, yes. I feel so like a lot of people, go ahead. Yes, what you I feel like as a tenant, like teaching tennis for 12 years, I had to get away from the identity of that too. Like even, you know, like it was this almost like affinity to like, like be that way and not even know like who I was outside of tennis. I'm like, okay, who am I now? And being okay with separating myself from that and, and knowing like, I am so much bigger than that. Like, I'm, that's not my only gift. Like, but you get so locked in because you're so good at that. You're like, okay, I'll, I'm that. And it's like, no, you're actually more than that. Yeah. And even to make it simple, a little bit more simple uh, to to us as we are, when we're reflecting on ourselves, studying ourselves, as we see our parents and as our parents see us, you know, you're still the baby, you know, you're not the man in their eyes. We're still biased to them and their patriarch and their matriarch of who they yeah, are. For and sure. As, for as, sure. As, even as the things that they've told us, never challenging it to question it did they do the research to realize to bring that information? So it goes twofold. This is why it's so important to have these reflections. I'm, I'm a big advocate of how I teach meditation is ask, propose yourself the question, right? And, and, and you sit in silence to see if you told yourself the truth or not. It's a contemplative practice. Because wow. again, as we can go and do this due diligence on ourselves, we have to be truthful as we see ourselves, as we see the world, and also as the world sees us, we have to begin to really, to, this is how we're going to be able to connect the dots. You know, the, 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 the insight that we can gain from life university to the realization of where we're wanting to take this learning and this experiences, not to just throw it away as if we learn nothing from the experience. We learn something from the experience. We should gather the information and realize how that experience is prepping me for my next experience because it will show itself again. Well, will you be ready for it? Yes, yes, yes. That's the opportunity. Yes. Uh, that's a perfect, I think we can stop there. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, that's so good. Like, yeah, wow. Thank you, Keith. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. For sure. Thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you for sharing your time. Uh, if you can tell people where to find you, um, that'd be great. And uh, I'll give you some time. Yeah, my my uh, website is keithmitchell59.com. Um, my Instagram is keithmitchell55. Uh, I have a book coming out, The Mindfulness Playbook. Um, that's a really, that's some of the basic fundamentals of what we kind of covered today. Uh, but we'll go a little bit more in depth. Um, you know, just... It's just paying forward the life that I've gotten the opportunity to to live and give some insight in a different way. And I love to simplify these esoteric terms to make them more tangible so we can have a, a direct implementation, like to use it right now, you know, because we don't have, you know, I'm, I'm an advocate of, of, of teaching a practice 
not a not a hobby. A practice is something that um, you can use in your life. It's a fundamental tool that you can use it, execute it, and learn how to master it. This is why when you go to the gym, every repetition, it, you know, repetition is how we gain mastery. You know, so you have to implement these things that we're learning. So my book is the mindfulness playbook, and it's how you can implement this repetition. Uh, it, it's actually solutions to uh, uh, if if you don't or haven't experienced a problem, the problem or the situation will arise. And how I'm prepared, thought, speech, and action. What it is I can do to live the greatest version of myself to win? I love that. I love that foundation. Foundational principles for cultivating, growing a healthy life. I love that. Yes. Go yeah. check out that book because I am. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Continue to be your best self. And thank you for joining us again on Spiritual Talk with Gerald. My man, Keith Mitchell, has uh, has laid on us some magical information. And we're so happy uh, to have you in this moment. So thank you, guys, for listening. Follow us on Apple, YouTube, Spotify, everywhere. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys soon. Later. That was dope. Yeah. Hey, it was kind of blurry on your side for your visual. Does that matter? Uh, I think it may fix later. I'm assuming. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just I checking. Saw, I saw that too. Is it? Is it? Um, how is it? You're on Wi-Fi or regular? I'm on Wi-Fi.